All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of DC's Real Talk. I want to thank you for your continued support and helping to allow me to do this podcast. I am now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you can find my channel on YouTube at DC's Real Talk. I also have the website, www.dcsrealtalk.com, so that you can look and see at my upcoming guests and listen to my previous episodes and learn more about my guests and what they talked about. Please give me a like, a follow, and a review. And if you would like to be a guest or know someone that should be, please let me know so that I can make that happen. And finally, as always, if there's any way you can think of to make this podcast better, please let me know so that I can work on it and make this the best podcast there is. All right, guys, no interview this week. Didn't really reach out to try and find anybody. Like I mentioned, I got my neck worked on again. And quite frankly, it's just, it's killing me. Hasn't gotten any better. In fact, honestly, I think it's probably gotten a little worse. So any downtime that I had this week, I basically laid either on my couch or in bed just because it it, it sucks. It, it hurt. So didn't try and actively reach out to find somebody to interview. With that being said, two things. One is I said when there's times that there wasn't an interview, I would review the book I read that week. And then also I would talk to you guys about interesting stuff that I learned in podcasts that week. But number two was F1 is back. And if you listened at all last year and you have talked to me in the last five years, you know that F1 is up there with the top of my favorite things. So knowing that that was going to be back this week and then knowing that Drive to Survive season five came out today, um, which is my favorite show of all time. And I highly suggest that you watch it. You tell everybody you know to watch it. And when you're done watching it, rewatch it all. Uh, This week, after I finished my book that I read, like I mentioned, so much laying around and just trying to deal with it. Wasn't in the mindset really to listen to any podcast and try and do anything, honestly. So what I did was knowing that season five came out today, uh, of course, I had to rewatch all the other seasons. So caught up on those, which now means I've watched the other four seasons, one, carry the tube, probably about 20 times. And it only gets better every time. Season five, um, can't wait. The other thing is, like I said, F1 is actually back this week. They started out with testing. And I'm not going to make this entire podcast about Formula One, so don't worry. Uh, (laughs) It's just this week. Now, that being said, when there's a race, obviously I'm going to mention it because it's something I'm passionate about. But testing this week was started at 1 a.m. Central Time. And so when I get up early, uh, I obviously watch that. So that's normally time that I would have listened to podcasts, try and learn something. But between being in pain and F1 just starting, I decided to not do normal podcasts, not try and learn this week. (laughs) So long story short, all you're getting today is just the review of the book that I read this week and things that I think can help you and lessons that you can take going forward. If you're watching, four pages of notes that I took, and I couldn't think of a better book to start my book reviews than one on Kobe. If you're watching this, you can see that I have my Kobe Bryant blanket that I have up on my wall. A picture of Kobe, it says, job's not finished. 
that's my favorite saying pretty much. That was actually my saying for 2023. My saying for the year is jobs not finished. And my word of the year was disciplined. But also, if you're watching, or my Kobe hoodie for today's book review. So going forward into it, the book I read was called Kobe Lessons from a Legend. This book, for starters, fantastic book, not very long. So anybody can read it and uh, absolutely loved it. Um, Obviously, I loved it. The fact that it talked about different Kobe stuff, but also I loved how it came up or it told you how he came up with Mamba mentality. It told you about the way that he adapted to so many different things and the fact that he just didn't take excuses. Wrote down some of my favorite things, some of my favorite sayings from it, some of the funniest stories from it. And I'm going to go over those now. Lesson number one that Kobe always preached was find what you love. Uh, I'm sure you've always heard the saying that you can be good at something if you don't enjoy it, but you can never be great at something if you don't truly love it. And that was one thing that Kobe preached nonstop was basketball was truly what he loved. So when he was putting in the work, it wasn't work to him. It was doing what he had to do to be the best at it. Um, I thought that was just, uh, again, you've probably heard that before, but I absolutely love it. And I do think it applies. If you think about it, uh, think about your favorite thing to do. And when you're practicing it or doing it or thinking about doing it, it's just easier than thinking about something you don't enjoy or doing something that you don't enjoy where you look at the clock. This book talked throughout the entire book about how much work he put into stuff. For example, when he was in high school, his first workout of the day would be at 5 a.m. And he had to have the janitor let him in. And he would work out for two and a half hours before school started. And then on his lunch break at school, he would go in and get some shots. And then after school, uh, with his normal practice with the team, he would practice. He would go home, he would eat, and then he'd go back and practice again. So in the same exact day, he was willing to get in four workouts when a majority of people got in just the one or maybe two if they worked out before practice. So in his mind, he was accelerating the learning process. And that also, it did cost him a social life and it did cost him and experiences that a lot of other people have. However, in his mind, and one of the things that he preached a whole bunch was think of the long-term game. So when he talked about the long-term game, he's thinking, sure, he didn't get to enjoy the stuff that high school kids are doing. However, he also got to experience down the road stuff that world champions and super high paid athletes get to do that people don't. So he just weighed, is it better to do it now or is it better to enjoy it later and then for longer? And so I really liked that. The next thing that he really talked about was sweating the details because in his opinion, nothing is too small. The story that they talked about on that was really neat was he had actually fractured his finger severely. And when he did that, he was shooting 84% from the free throw line. He got the surgery on his finger and he came back. And when he first came back, he was shooting 82% from the free throw line. Now, like he said, a majority of people would say, hey, you're still shooting the 80%, which is still fantastic. The 82% at the time still had him in the top 10 in the league. And most people still would say to themselves, okay, I'm still top 10. I'm back. It is what it is. Well, obviously he didn't. So what he did is he reviewed the tape of every free throw he had shot since he got back. And he actually noticed that the way that his finger was repaired 
it was causing his free throws to shift a little to the right while the ball was in the air, the spin. And so by noticing that on the tape and putting in that work that a majority of people would not notice, he was able to actually come back and shoot a higher free throw percentage than he did before the injury. Uh, as small as a detail as just a broken finger and the way the spin of the ball comes off. And everything he did was calculated and he always tried to find a way to do it better. So I loved that. The next thing he said was every edge is worth finding. What he would do is if he could find any possible way to get better than you, he would do it. Um, regardless if that meant putting in hours and hours and hours of studying just to see how you go left or right. He was willing to put that in because he realized that every single way that you can give yourself a better chance to succeed, when you add all those together, you're obviously going to be more successful. That I feel like applies to the real world and the fact that if you know that you're willing to do stuff that nobody else is, ultimately you're going to beat them. It's just a matter of time. And that reminded me of a famous saying that Kevin Hart had, where he just said, if you put in the work, you are going to win. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next year. But ultimately, you are going to win if you continue to put in the work. And I just absolutely loved when Kevin Hart said that. But again, I thought it applied to Kobe really well. The next thing he said in that chapter that I absolutely loved, and I hear this a lot or a variation of this but I liked his way better, was he said, practice making shots, not taking shots. So that made me think of all the time you hear when people say that they hit 100 golf balls that day or 1,000 golf balls that day or practice makes perfect. Well, perfect practice makes perfect. Um, and the thing that he said was every summer would make 100,000 jump shots. And he said when he would tell people about this, people would come to him and say, hey, I want to get better. What do I need to do? And he would say 100,000 jump shots. And so these people would, one, he said nobody ever got there because they just weren't willing to do it. But he said they would tell him, okay, I took X amount of jump shots. And he'd say, well, how many did you make? And they might say, I made half of them or I made this. And he said, that's not what it matters. That's not what it is. I told you to make that many. So when he said he made 100,000 jump shots per summer, who knows how many he actually shot? The impressive thing about that is, one, is it was setting a goal of exactly what you had to hit, which was, in this case, 100,000 jump shots. Um, and then the other thing is, visually, he got to see himself make that many. If all he did was say, take 100,000 and say he shot 40%, that means, in his mind, he saw himself missing 60,000 jump shots. And so he said he visually wanted to know that he sets a goal that was way harder and quite honestly, probably what most people would not do because they're not as committed to him but as him. But then not only did he commit to it, he hit it, but then visually he knew he had that in the back of his mind. So I really liked that making shots, not taking shots. The next thing on the list is if you truly care about something to be truly great, you have to obsess over it. Um, that, I mean, that's just mama mentality, basically locked in the guy that did the book talked multiple times about how he missed so many things, but anybody that was close to him knew not to get upset because basketball came number one and he literally obsessed over it. And they talked about to multiple of his teams that he would have a 50 point game 
and his teammates would go out to celebrate winning and uh, they would tell him, come out. And he would say, I can't, I miss shots. And they said, you still, you scored 50. We won. You're the best player in the league. And he said, I might be the best player, but I could be better. And so he was always obsessing about it. So I thought that was pretty cool. The next thing that he would say all the time is do it for you, not for others. I think that applies because so many times people set goals based off what they think people want to see, or they want to impress somebody, or they want to try and keep up with the Jones. And you might hit that goal, or honestly, that goal might not be that important to you other than just to impress other people. Well, once you hit that goal, um, or, you know, quote, impress those other people, well, then what? If it's not something that's truly set for you, then you're never going to be satisfied. And so he always said that he would do it for himself. He wasn't doing it for others. And he knew that if he made himself happy and that he made himself proud, he was so talented that everybody else would have to be happy or have to be proud of what he did. The next thing I had written on there that was pretty neat was at the time of his retirement, he had actually had the, made the most money in NBA salary ever. Um, he made $680 million in NBA salaries. That was just a random fact that they threw in there that I thought was pretty darn cool. Okay, so next. The next chapter that I thought was really neat was he said, see the big picture and set extremely high sights. I always thought that one was neat because like I mentioned earlier, he talked about all the stuff he missed out on in high school and middle school and when he was a kid and stuff because he ultimately saw the year, the long-term goal and he knew the long-term goal was better than anything anybody's doing right now. Really liked that because so many people take the quick satisfaction now and they end up missing the long-term picture or the long-term goal. The next saying that he said was never be satisfied, hit a goal, don't rest, make a bigger goal. So that was something I really liked because the never be satisfied, his example on that was how many people were just satisfied to make it to the NBA. And like he mentioned, a lot of these people come from absolutely nothing. So making it to the NBA is literally obviously life-changing. They have unlimited money now. They have fame. They have Their family can get taken out from poverty or wherever they're from. But then once they're satisfied with just making it to the league, they're either barely in the league or they're in and then they're out in no time or they don't reach their full capacity of what they could have made. And so he always had a saying, again, never be satisfied, but hitting a goal. If you hit it, make it bigger, because he said he always had to have that goal that he was reaching for. Otherwise, he would get content. And if you get content, you don't win. The other thing is if you do set that goal that is so far up there, so far past, even if you don't hit that goal, chances are you're going to be way ahead of everybody else. Uh, just because simply your goal was so much larger that by the time you get to it, you're going to be far ahead. So that was another thing that he said. Another thing that he mentioned a lot was balance is death. Just deal with sacrifices. He talked about how many of his teammates could not balance or would try to balance, quote, the work-life balance. And in his opinion, that didn't make sense. If you have a goal, then, and it's that important to you, then everybody around you should understand that and should be willing to understand that you're not going to stop doing 
what it takes to get to it. He talked about how much of his family stuff he missed uh, just simply because he knew he had to get better. And he would always tell them, guys, let me do this. And then once I'm out of the league, I'm all yours. Ultimately, in his case, that didn't get to work out. But for the most of you, if you just keep putting in the work, once you get to that level, then it's going to make spending that family time or spending that time with friends so much better. So that next thing that he mentioned was work on your flaws. Um, He said he saw too many people that were good at something. And because they were good at that, they decided to ignore the bad stuff. And one of his stories that was known about him was when he was littler in like middle school, he had no left hand and couldn't dribble to his left. He said, even when he practiced, he didn't get those reps. So what he did was for an entire year, he never dribbled with his right hand. He'd only use his left hand. He only passed with his left hand. He brushed his teeth with his left hand. He tied his shoes by using his left hand to put his shoes on. He literally used his left hand for everything. And then by doing that, his left hand slowly caught up to where his right hand was. And so now he had an edge over anybody that only had one hand. And then as soon as he would turn a weakness into a strength or even make it basically not a weakness, he would go and find his next weakness and work on that. And what his theory was or his strategy was work on your weakness while everybody else is working on their strength. And then when they're done with that, then you go put in your extra work on your strength. So I really liked that. Um, Another saying that he said that I thought was really cool was be a workhorse, not a show horse. I thought that was a cool saying just because, like he said, when you look at him, he had the ability to be a flashy guy, the big dunks and the game winning shots. But a majority of people, almost everybody, when you first mention Kobe, other than the fact that he died, people talk about his work ethic. Any interview you hear about him, they talk about his work ethic. Any book written about him is about his work ethic. So he always said, be a workhorse, not a show horse. The other thing that he mentioned was his schedule, which I thought this was really cool. And this is absolutely something you guys can apply to either your job or a side hustle. The number itself is bad because it's a devil's number, but he worked on what he called the 666. And I think that if you guys apply this, it can take whatever you're trying to do to the next level. So his 666 program that he did was six hours a day of working on your talent or your skill or whatever you're trying to improve on. You do it six days a week minimum. You can do it seven if you want, but six days a week minimum, six hours a day minimum. And then in six months, you retest from when you started. He said he did that from his freshman year of high school until he retired. He would do that every single week, like clockwork. And the retest at the end, he said, obviously showed him what he needed to work on. And that allowed him to improve. All right. Last page of notes here. Actually, on the top of this page, I had a really funny story. So throughout the book, they told funny stories about him. And one story that I had never heard of that I actually thought was hilarious and I loved it was he talked about one time when he was in seventh grade, he was on a basketball team that was not good. And he was. The team that he was playing was their, quote, arch rivals, if you will. And he had heard that they were talking about how terrible the team was and how bad he was. And knowing Kobe, he built that up in his head, went out, just tried to take them down, tried to murder him, deal, kill him on the court. And he did. He won. And he had a fantastic game. And he said all week, all he thought about was how this in seventh grade, these guys were already talking smack 
talking bad about his team, talking bad about him. And so he knew that he was going to make a statement. He did. And after the game, he went over and grabbed some pieces of paper. He signed his name on all the pieces of paper. And he walked over and gave that piece of paper to each guy on their team and their coaches. And they all looked at him weird. And he said to him, keep this because this is the last time you'll ever be able to get this for free. And I just thought that story was hilarious because they said that that's how his mindset was. Even that early, he knew he was going to be great. And one, he didn't have a problem telling people about it because he was willing to put in the work to make sure it happened. And a lot of people are scared to even put that out there. So I really liked that. And then here's the last couple of things, and then we'll wrap this up. But another saying he had was, there is no difference in a winning shot in any other shot. The only difference is the pressure you put on yourself. And I thought that was really cool because he talked about how he took so many game-winning shots. And he said that he had practiced literally every single shot that you could take. And so anytime he had to take a game-winning shot, it was already a shot he'd taken a trillion times. The only difference was now if you make it, you win. If you don't, you lose. But the shot itself, nothing different. It's the exact same thing. And so he said going into it, that always helped him because he was never worried about it. It's like, all right, just make another three-pointer or, okay, make another free throw, make another layup, make another dunk, whatever it might be. And by knowing that it's no different than any other shot he'd taken, he said it let him focus on just making the shot. He didn't worry about, if I miss it, people are going to say this, or if I do make it, people are going to say this. Didn't matter. Just another shot that he'd already done a thousand times. So I really liked that. Another thing he had was, if you're good, get better. I think that one's pretty easy to understand. <laughs> Here was another saying that he had that I absolutely loved. said, prepare as if you're less than ordinary, but then perform as if you're legendary. Basically, that one's pretty easy to understand. Just practice your nothing. And then when you go out and perform, you will be better. So I liked that one. And then let's see what else we had. Actually, it looks like that was it. Again, like I said, it wasn't a real long book. I only took a couple pages of notes, but I thought there was a lot of sayings in there about working hard and goal setting and not being afraid of what others say. Basically doing what it takes to make you happy. So that's just one of my book reviews that I'm going to do. Like I said, they're not going to be anything crazy. This isn't going to be real long if I don't do an interview that week. But normally I'll have quite a bit more. I'll have a book and then whatever else I learned that week. But like I said, this is not a normal week. Thank you for listening to this. And hopefully this wasn't a complete waste of time. Until next week, have a great weekend. And go watch Drive to Survive Season 5. <laughs>